0: Good day to you listeners. This is Jim the Keys bartender. Yes, another greeting. I have a greeting for almost every day, don't I? Good day, good morning, good afternoon, whatever. I guess I shouldn't say any of that stuff because I don't want to give the impression I'm talking to you in the morning. But it is exactly right now. It's noon. And it is a beautiful day once again in Key Largo. The... uh, Weather is dry Uh, in the upper 70s. Perfect, perfect weather. My daughter, who's 14, is heading to the beach. And we've had these discussions before. If you are a follower of the Florida Keys and listen to the show, you know that we'll have about 43 islands in tandem in a row connected by 43 bridges. And what, or is it 44? Because if you have 43 bridges, it would be 44. You wouldn't have it. Uh, Who knows? You know, depends on if the first one is coming off the mainland, coming on. Well, either way, 43 and 43. Now, most of these keys are less than, way less than a mile wide. Some are only a couple hundred yards wide or a hundred yards wide when you go down them. If you're driving down US-1, there's some of them where there's 50 yards on either side, most, at most. And you could see Florida Bay on one side and the ocean on the other. So this morning, my daughter tells me she's going to the beach. Now, you think with us having either side right today, we are less than a half, well, I'd say a quarter mile either way to the water's edge but that being said it's 50 miles to the nearest beach how is that possible well to inform you there are no natural well there are very few natural sand beaches in the Keys due to the the reef sand doesn't by the process of waves because of the the reef we don't get the wave action That piles up sand up on the beaches that you see on the rest of the coast, coastal parts uh, where coral isles and it's rough coral rock leading out into the water. So going out to the water, unless you're jumping into something that's already deep, you got to kind of, it's not a real comfortable places around here to hang out on the beaches. But down in Marathon, there's Sombrero Beach. There's uh, On the uh, south of there, there's Hia Honda, more of a natural beach, a natural coral beach. And there's small beaches on the bay side, which they're very nice. Some of those beaches are very nice, but I really like beaches that face the ocean. Call me a snob. Or call me an asshole. Oh, speaking of that, do I have my effects? Here we go. Call me a snob. Call me. Oh, I don't have Tina's voice here. I should add that. Where she. It's one of my locals. And we were commenting that people said, how did you get her recorded? And I said, I asked her to record it. Record the sound effect. And then I got her implicit permission to play it. So. The nearest beach to here, the decent beach on the ocean side, is Sombrero Beach. Some people may say someplace else, but there may be smoother coral beaches that you can get to. That's, you can walk across, but I wouldn't walk across them without any, what is surf slippers, I think they're called. So yeah, it's an hour and a half, a good hour and a half away to get to the beach down here. So That's why we're mainly a fishing place and a diving place. You don't hear people about, you know, there's some people that do some windsurfing or kiteboarding. I think that would be more correct. But there's not a lot of natural sand beaches for you to do a little sunbathing. So when sometimes when this season, there's just going to be a, so so many numerous people coming down to South Florida for spring break. God, some of them may decide, oh, I'll just go down to Keys, check out the beaches there. Now, most of them will realize, just to the word them out, there's no beaches in the Keys. They will heard it. But there's also people that don't listen to other people, and they're surprised. If you, If we go way back one year from... About a week, a little less than one year, right in the beginning as they started shutting things down, closing down South Florida, closing down, the, uh, before they put a blockade on Route 1 coming into the Keys and making it only for residents and people have legitimate business down here, we had a carload. It was a family of French people, and they came, where's the nearest beach around here? Because at the time, they had closed the beaches in Miami. And Fort Lauderdale, so I said the closest beach is Sombrero Beach, 50 miles south. And they found it hard to believe. I said that I I could have pointed them out to a coastline. Maybe do you mean? But I, you know, with the I I did study French, but I didn't want to explain to them and say, listen, you're looking for a sandy beach. You're not looking for a rocky beach. It's as if if you went to the Gulf. Uh, Gulf Coast, the Pacific Coast, let's say Northern California or or, Oregon or Washington State. You say, hey, where's the beach? And they directed you to uh, a big, you know, where there's big ass rocks and surf crashing against the rocks. What are you fucking going to do with that? You're just going to stare and look at it. You know, some people want to get out. They just think of traditional beaches. We got flat sand sloping down to the beach. Yeah, you don't see that here as much as Miami. So there, there'll be groups of people coming down here and say, "Where's where's the clearest beach, uh, nearest beach?" And that being said, we have to say, "Oh, fifty miles south," even though it's only the ocean is only a hundred and fifty yards over there, or the bay, Florida Bays hundred and fifty yards over there, and the ocean is three hundred yards over there. If you get out there, you'd be right in the water, right? And they ask, "Oh, there's shark," and then you have the other questions beside the beach. Are there sharks in these waters? No, they stop coming. Sharks don't come within the reef because they don't like Jimmy Buffett. There you go. The sharks don't fucking like Jimmy Buffett. You never hear someone getting attacked while they're listening to Jimmy Buffett. That's not necessarily true. Don't jump in the water and think your protection is putting in a in the water. Speaker, and start pumping out Jimmy Buffett. Sharks, you know, sharks may go into a feeding frenzy if they hear, you know, I'm a pirate or cheeseburger in paradise or something like that. They may just go and go on a feeding frenzy, tear you limb from limb. Who knows? So, we're back to the keys, and we're back in mid season. We get lots of people. We had a lot of people yesterday. They're interesting people. It's interesting to me that if you had 200 people come in a night and then all of a sudden you get pina colada, pina colada, pina colada, pina colada, pina colada, Orders. And then other nights you may have like two pina coladas. But then you get margarita, 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 margarita. Or martini, 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 martini. It's rarely one or the other. So it leads me to believe that it's one of those things where people are watching the drink come, I'll have one of those. Oh, there's a peanut client. I have one of those. If someone sees a margarita, I'll have one of those. Because people always, a lot of people that come into the restaurant don't have an idea what they're going to drink. And I can tell people, "Oh, I'm going to look at your drink menu. When someone wants to look at a drink menu, I can almost assuredly tell you they do not have a drinking problem. You know? It's like someone that says, "I'm going to look at your menu." You know, they. they I need to look at the menu before we come and eat. And you know, some people come in; they're going to eat no matter what. I'm in a restaurant, so I'm going to pause the show for one moment. We'll be right back. I know how awkward is that. Let me play a little. Two minutes are kicking out. Okay, we're back. Let me take this volume down, pause this music. You know, no, you don't know. But sometimes I have to take a phone call. And I do run several different businesses. And it's awkward. I don't know what's coming in. I, You know, most of the phone calls that come in seem to be sales calls. A lot of them. But for health insurance, education, uh, uh, college loan debt, which I don't have any college loan debts anymore. Gosh, warranty on my car I no longer own. Gosh, whatever. You know, but I don't even get it. I don't get it for hair loss or penis enlargement or anything like that, which is good, definitely well let's get back to the drink thing yes people seem to order drinks when they see them and when it comes to um, asking for a, a, if we have a drink menu it doesn't lend itself to the belief that the person might have a drinking problem because when someone has an interest you know a craving for a drink or food they pretty much know what they're going to get or yeah if they have a problem drinking they're going to do that and they eat a lot of food they know what they're going to get there what do you have Now, we have incidences of people that just want stone crab, just stone crab. And normally someone has one particular thing. If they're rarely choosy about what they want to get, then traditionally they don't have an eating problem, meaning overeating problem. Same thing with a drinking problem. People say, well, I'm not going to drink if I don't have this. Then, ah, obviously, God, there's so many other things. If you had a drinking issue, you you know, if they didn't have bourbon, you drink Canadian whiskey. If you didn't have Canadian whiskey, you drink scotch. you drink what they have. Well, this is what I have. Ah, I won't have a drink. You know? Ah. That's it. You know? Same, you know. Same big thing. But that. That's what we notice down here. People come in here to look around and they go, well, what do you got? How many drinks do you have? What kind of thing? Here's my drink menu. This and that. Oh, I'll well, have a, a male light on draft. After all that. And it, it's, it may sounds tropey, but that happens a lot. People are so inundated with choices. They can't figure out what they're going to get. They have a hard time making a decision. Throw more choices at them, they have more things to have. You know, there's some big, huge menus. When you talk about rats, huge, huge. It's called menu bleed or menu growth or something It just goes and goes, and people add things. Every time you, the rule of thumb is when you have a healthy size menu, you when you add something, you take something off. Obviously, if you have a chicken, Dish. You can make all sorts of different chicken dish. Right? You don't have to have that. You, you don't have to have that one chicken dish on there. If someone sees a chicken piccata and you see they have cheese and they have sauce, chances are they're going to probably be able to do chicken parmesan if it's not on the menu. No problem. Just just ask. That being said, if you are in Key Largo, mile marker 102 on the ocean side. Check out the Catch restaurant and bar. It's open every day for lunch and dinner, Monday through Friday. They have a happy hour from 3.30 to 6.30 with great food and drink prices for you, uh, such as the, you know, oysters, wings, steamed shrimp. They also have a $4 fish dip and a $4 tuna tataki. And if you catch your own, have your own catch and bring it in, it's filleted, they'll prepare it many different ways. Whoa. Many different ways you select. Usually, if you come in with one portion, they'll make it one type, type that. But if you come in with four portions, you get four different preparations. Like that. Or you can get all one. It's your choice. And also, if you're not into seafood, I had people come in last night. They said, oh, you got a lot of seafood. Oh, you have prime rib on special. We'll have the prime rib. And there's a lot of people. Not Seafood isn't for everyone. So... Come to the catch, Mile Marker 102, Oceanside. And if you do stop by, tell them that the Keys Bartender sent you. Thank you very much. Okay, we're back. I am also on a second thing. I wanted to talk about how when people come in, we have our locals and we have our tourists. I like to treat our locals as if they deserve the respect of tourists, but also familiarity of a friend. And tourists, given the option, if they want to be friendly, I'll treat them with the familiarity of a a local, if they want. And I'm at an advantage because I always thought when someone sits at a bar, when they choose to sit at the bar, that they're expecting a little more, and how shall I put it? Do I want to say intimacy? It's not like I'm going to go over and grab their boob. I'm talking about conversational intimacy, a little familiarity. Hello, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. You know, so where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. You know, show some interest. You go. you're having a good time down here? Great, great. You know, and then I always him a little story. You say, listen, you know, a lot of different places people go, they, you know, you got to deal with the locals and you got to, you know, with tourists, you got to deal with locals and how they feel about you and stuff like that. Down here, most of the people you're going to run into are from someplace else originally. It's not like when you go to Martha's Vineyard or, or uh, let me see, uh, Mount Carmel by the sea or, or something like that where you just have people that have been there their whole lives. Now there are people down here that have been there their whole lives and they seem to make a big, big deal about it. You know, you know, I'm a conch, you know, oh, it's a, Congratulations on being from one place your whole life and never seeing anything. I mean, they, they a lot of people have gone out and done things where served in the military and then came back and they've been to places. But to be proud of being from one place, I never really got the thing about it. I always tell people when they ask me where you're from, I say Philadelphia because that's, that's where I spent half my life. But I also spent it down here, obviously Florida, uh, Maryland, North Carolina, California, New Jersey, when I was very young and in the summer times. Summer time, in the summer time or summer times. Well, in the summer. And I, I appreciate being from other places. My wife's originally from Poland. She lived a year in Paris. And she spent over 27, 28 years in the Florida, most of her most of her life in the Keys now. Spent over twice as much time here as I have. She knows all, all about it, knows people down here. I know a ton of people just because of the way I am. But when someone comes down here and says, yeah, you can, you know, the nice thing about it is so many people are from, Other places, it's easier to kind of find a cohort to hang out with, a clique, a a group of friends. If you're fortunate, you can move among a bunch of different people because, you know, you don't want to stay necessarily static in one group, but it could be a fantastic group. There's groups of people down here that are very authentic And real, intelligent, and wise. And there's other people that you wouldn't characterize that way. I'm not going to go into detail about that. But I'm always fascinated by some people wanting to belong to a group that essentially, by their core beliefs, wouldn't necessarily seek them out. You know, like years ago, I never understood the the gay, the log cabin uh, Republicans. I understood that they had conservative fiscal policies and a laissez-faire government attitude. When I say laissez-faire, less restrictive management of business, let's say, or regulation of business. I, I do understand it, but I always thought since they identify as gay, first, the log cabin, that that's such a primary part of their life. They would want to belong to a group that openly receives that lifestyle in their under their tent where we all know even currently with a lot of there's there's rampant homophobia by people in more conservative groups socially more conservative and it's it's almost as if they want to m- meld their gay lifestyle into the traditional republican values of god country and family or country god god country and family and try to do it with them. Like, I think there was a a gay couple in the reboot of Stepford Wives from like 12 years ago or 15 years ago. The one with Nicole Kidman and Matthew Broderick, I think, if I'm not correct. But it's almost like, yeah, we want to move in those circles and we want them to accept us. Well, they really don't accept you because they're always beating back the next thing. Like transgender and all that stuff, and people get all up pissed off when you hear about it. There's only two two genders they say and you know this very when you do not understand something, if you don't understand science or you do not un- understand chemistry be, people that very hundreds of years ago a couple hundred years ago they would have four elements right you had fire, air. Or three elements, fire, air, water. Is there another one? Fire, air, water, earth. Earth, fire, air, water, water. That was. That's four elements. And then someone came along and says, no, 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 no. There's over a hundred different elements. And they go, what? Oh, yeah. When you talk about air. There's all different types of things that could be in air, and then they start explaining hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, methane. And it, methane's more of a molecule, I guess. But they they fall back on their previous knowledge of there only being four elements. They don't want to hear that there's 180 different. Or whatever there is, you know, it's a shame. But I acknowledge, someone says, there's, you know, there's some elements. And imagine when they came up with the elements, when you had iron, oxygen, carbon, gold, silver, copper, uh, calcium potassium, all those things. And then some people started coming around like in the early 1900s, started saying, in the late 1800s, started saying, oh, there's other ones that are short-lived, they're radioactive, and they disappear after a while because they lose electrons and protons. And you go, what the fuck? What? There's other? Yeah, there's other ones we don't know about either. There's other elements. They're temporary. They've never, We, we haven't seen one, but we know they exist. Well, that's an interesting concept and they can figure that out. But people that don't understand it says, well, I only understand it's one thing. So when I talk about people wanting, you know, they don't have an understanding. Of a, I'm not saying they don't have the capability. I'm saying they're intellectually lazy not to consider it a possibility that these things could exist. Not to consider that it's a possibility that you could be born female, but consider yourself male. Right? They they won't even consider the it possibility. It's not it's just not there. But they consider crazy possibilities all the time. Right? There's you know the the, the crazy, crazy conspiracy group. Today, I think today was another day that Biden's supposed to be in a prison in Guantanamo and and then Trump may reappear as president. Miracle, you know? They'll, they'll cr- believe it. Or, and the new conspiracy is that President Barack Obama is Hitler's grandson. Yep. That's a real one. I heard that one too. I heard that on Bill Maher last night. Uh, as well as the Jewish, you can believe in Jewish space lasers starting uh, fires in California. You can believe that what else? Any crazy shit that the U S was, is a corporation and any batch or pizza places run by the democratic, democratic party are eating babies and all that stuff. They can believe that, but they can't extend their beliefs past anything else. So, they have to have an arcane, convoluted, non-science-based belief in something crazy. It's almost like magical. So they, they, each week, they're coming up with a new Easter Bunny Santa Claus story for themselves. So, when someone belongs, says, hey, I want to belong to that group... And I realize, you know, long cabinet Republicans, they say, oh, well we realize some of the Republicans are very conservative and they don't necessarily believe in our lifestyle, but they understand that we're for low taxes, a, a regressive tax system where the wealthy get taxed less and less services provided to the moderate and l- lower median income people. And less restrictions on business, they'll accept us. But they'll say, but look over here inside our group. We have people that not only don't agree with your lifestyle, that actively believe that being gay is an anathema to God. And that you should not only should you, some people say, oh, you're going to go to hell. You're going to go to hell. You have a sinful life. You, matter of fact, you don't deserve to live. And that's what some of these people that are under the same umbrella that decide to group decide to. What would you call that caucus? They decide to caucus. These parties have under the caucus a big tent. Right. And yes, on the Democratic side, there's Antifa and some of them are crazy. And they burn, they burn things to make, you know, just to make a point and stuff like that. That's our bad group. And then we don't necessarily, they don't necessarily vote. So I don't think they court, we don't court uh, Antifa, you know, and we can go out and say things about it and say they it's horrible. And we deny them. We're against the violence and all that stuff. And say it beforehand. We're against violence, peaceful protesting and all that. We can say that. But it's hard for them to say that. Call out the KKK. The Republicans can't call out the KKK or Aryan Nation and say like that. Say, listen, we don't want your vote. You guys should go away. We disavow you. We disavow you. We don't want to hear from you. You can say that simple enough. But they don't because they caucus with the Republican Party right now because they have a QAnon following leader. So, in South Florida, we have a group of people, uh, Cuban Americans, that voted heavily, heavily for Trump, because of Spanish language, uh, heavily influenced by Spanish language advertising in the 2020 electri- uh, electoral cycle, with compared to Democrats to Fidel Castro in Venezuela, the the long dead Hugo Chavez who for some reason they think is still manipulating Hugo Chavez is still and there's a new guy over there Um, you can agree with someone you can have a similar thing you call yourself and not be that person so a Bernie Sanders socialist is not a Hugo Chavez or not a Fidel Castro. Bernie Sanders an American. And he has a belief in that. A fairness for the, the working class in the United States. That's his core belief. You don't have to go and say it's like this. Or like that. Right. But that's what they heard. They're going to say, "Well, we left Cuba. We lost our land. They, you know, they they uh, nationalized our industries, our property, and all this stuff. So we're not going to follow the Democrats because they're communists. Well, they're not that communists. Far from communists. Matter of fact, the uh, Democratic presidents since World War II were the first ones to really combat that stuff with Truman with the Marshall Plan, uh, Kennedy, and then." Johnson in Vietnam, and Truman in Korea. They, they The Democrats fought the Cold War as hard as the Republicans did, if not harder. And detente was originally, with the Soviet Union, was originally brought about by Nixon, a Republican. So they call us the uh, one that you know cozies up the communists now. It's not true, and we were not—we're not really friendly with Russia. If you consider the same oligarchy leadership of the Communist Party, former is still kind of a leadership now. They just call themselves different. They wrap themselves in an the envelope of the uh, Russian Orthodox Church and call themselves, you know, whatever they call themselves. But it's the new boss is the same as the old boss over there you know, mainly most of the leaders are former government officials. Uh, Vladimir Putin used to be a KGB officer. Pretty high-ranking KGB officer for his age at the time. So, the people that got you to vote for Trump, the people that you voted with or caucused with, once they hear you speak with a Latin accent, Or using Spanish. They are immediately turned off. That's their thing. That is not your natural environment. The natural environment of the people you voted for are people that only speak English and sound and look like them. When you're voting, that's fine. If they had the opportunity, if they could win, they would get the votes from every group. Every group. And there'll be a significant group of the Republican Party that would want to see, as soon as they walk out of the booth, that buses be set up so they could take those people away to the places they didn't have to see them. And even worse, there's other groups that believe they should be just shipped back. They would say, hey, thanks for voting for us, and then they go and point to a a questionable watercraft and say, now get your ass on that boat and get back to where you came from. They'd send everyone. Everyone that doesn't look like them, sound like them, believe in their Republican Jesus the way they do, or believe in their arrangement. Well, I don't, if you you believe in Republican Jesus, you believe those uh, ideas. That's the reason why you have some diehard Republicans not going along with this. You have Adam Kinzinger and uh, like Romney and things like that that are out considered outliers. They're outliers of Republican parties. Traditional Republican beliefs they're outliers and uh, they're the ones Adam Kinzinger Mitt Romney Toomey from Pennsylvania and all that stuff. They're the ones, if you were a log cabin Republican or you're a Cuban Republican, that they go, yeah, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense to vote for those guys because they are kind of inclusive. They're business conservatives. They don't have a hard feeling about race or lifestyle. But the other people, the driving force of this party right now does not want you here does not want you here one bit. And they can't say that because they still need your vote. And they got, you know, they got a couple million of your vote. Okay, lucky for them. You know, if it wasn't for that, Florida would have a Democratic governor, I believe, even though DeSantis performed a little better, I think, than, uh, well, DeSantis wasn't up for it on this one, but the House Republicans, uh, we lost a couple seats and a couple elections down here. So probably if it wasn't for people that were duped to vote for against their interest, then we'd be singing a different tune. And I wouldn't have to explain myself to people why why does Florida seem to do Everything against its own best interest, but it really doesn't. It does it for the best interest of the people that the, the way they most people vote, in the way they consider, and the way they deliver services as government elected government officials is: I'm going to serve the constituency that elected me in. I'm not going to serve the constituency. That didn't support me, which is a wrong-headed idea. It's like a, a doctor saying the same thing: I am only going to serve people that think like me, or a police officer, people that only like me. You got to serve. Now, obviously, if you're being attacked by someone, you got to respond. But I'm talking about something different. And I never, to this day, I never understand why people belong to groups that really don't, to the core, the core of their beliefs, do not accept them. Uh, but you'll see it. You, I mean, they see it in the long run. And I'm shocked. I'm shocked, I tell you. But try to, if you're a different kind of person, try to follow in a group and, you know, it's like the one black guy and a group of white friends. If they don't have another friends, they all start talking shit about the black guy and making fun of him or something like that. You know what happens. And I'm sure they walk in on it sometimes and they say, what What the fuck? What's this shit they're saying right now? That's That's it. That's it in a nutshell. I'd like to thank you for listening. Please share the show with your friends. Like us on Facebook. Uh, I was gonna, I said Instagram, but I don't do a lot on Instagram. But I'm on Instagram, on Twitter. I, I know you guys probably don't have a lot of time to do all that stuff. But I don't know how you get my show or how you listen to my show. How many re- actually listen to my show? I know there's someone in Hardyville, South Carolina. down da- downloading a shitload of my shows. I appreciate that. Bayview, Io, Ohio. Ohio. Iowa, North Dakota, Alabama, Florida, North Florida, Georgia, New York, Central Village, New York. I, uh, uh Washington, Virginia. Not Washington DC, the city, Washington, Virginia someone that absolutely loves your show. I appreciate you listening. Please share with your friends, get me more listeners. I'll talk to you later. This is Jim the Keys bartender signing out. Let me get the music on. Is it here we go. Pomp. Pomp.